You're listening to the Hello Lovely podcast with Christy Williams, episode 114. Hello, lovely. So glad to be back. It is a Saturday afternoon, which is totally wild. I don't usually record podcasts on Saturday, but here I am. I was finishing up some final things for enrollment this season. Enrollment right now, if you're listening live, closes May 12th, which is this Friday. And so I've been finalizing a few things for students that have enrolled and the open house that we're also doing on Friday when enrollment closes. So number one thing, if you have been considering enrollment and you haven't scheduled a consultation yet, please do so. Now you want to secure your spot so you and I can talk together about what enrollment would look like for you, where you're stuck, how you want to feel to be able to get you feeling confident and being yourself. So that's number one as I come on today. Also, I've really been thinking about the struggle sometimes it takes to ask for help And when you're being vulnerable, the fear that when you ask for help, that you'll either be judged, misunderstood, or seen as weak. We'll talk about that a little bit today. And then also what it means to be seen and heard. I had a really powerful conversation with three women during the week, and it was very insightful, very helpful, and also sharing some of my thoughts of what it means to be seen and heard. I'm part of a mastermind that is worldwide that really helps professional coaches be the best coaches they can and the best business owners. And it really helps to have a space where I can go in there, really talk about my personal struggles, my strategic struggles. So the blend of having somewhere to go to get like the emotional support side where I can really talk about how I feel about it and paired with the strategic side where it's like, okay, what are the steps that I'm taking that are working, not working? And having both is so powerful. I was really thinking about how in the self-esteem school, this is what we do, except for confidence for you to be yourself, is looking at the strategic and mindset steps it takes to strengthen self-esteem, to feel your emotions, to look at your thoughts, all of those specific step-by-step things, but also paired with the emotional support side, like when you feel like you're failing, um, when you need to ask for help, but you're kind of afraid to, or if you feel like you've got the same issue coming up over and over again, those are really like two separate things. And so being able to have the support to have both is so powerful and what creates the success in the self-esteem school. So let's start with asking for help. I talk to people all the time and almost every single time I introduce the self-esteem school, people will tell me, oh my gosh, there's such a need for that. There is such a need for that. What a fulfilling work. And I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. And this is the thing, though, is what we don't do at the self-esteem school is therapy. We don't do any kind of disorder treatment or anything like that. And so really what the self-esteem school is helping our students to do is be yourself with coaching, mentorship, and then the step-by-step strategic tools to be yourself. We do these over and over. But sometimes there's a stigma of therapy and coaching that if we need it, that it's because we're weak. And then we put all of this kind of burden on ourselves that we should already know these things. And I think the perfect example for this to help separate that you should know how to feel your feelings or that you should feel confident is playing the piano and learning the piano. When I was little, from a very young age, I took piano lessons with this lovely man who was probably in his 90s. And when you're four years old, you know, someone in their 90s seems so old. (laughs) I remember like looking at his wrinkled skin and his long wrinkled fingers, but just the expertise of how he played. And I was fascinated with everything about this man. Just a gentle, kind soul. Loved the piano, loved his students. You could just tell 
all of that. So I remember watching him play and he made everything look simple. So flash forward as I continue to just kind of learn on my own, the frustration of being able to play a song I really wanted and making it mean that I stunk is what kept me from progressing because when you play the piano, you need to learn music and not just necessarily when you want to play the piano, but if you want to play a specific song on the piano or you want to learn how to play songs on the piano, you need to learn music, which means you need to learn what the notes are on the page, like reading music. You need to learn tempos, beats, the strength at which you hit the keys, like the pressure you play. You need to then also learn the keys themselves, like what those notes look like on the keys and then finger placement and all those things. So to just give someone who has just started to do this, who wants to play the piano and they have a deep desire to play the piano and you give them a piece of sheet music that's got sharps and flats on it and you may not even know what those look like (laughs) if you don't even read music, but looking at a piece of sheet music when you have not learned the notes, you're going to feel stuck. But that's not a deficiency on your part. It's simply because you haven't learned it yet. Once you're taught how to read music, you can read music. Once you're taught how to play music, you can play music. And having the skill of both reading music and playing music allows you to play the piano and play a song and continue to learn and grow. And the beauty of that is even experts, masters at playing the piano. You know what they do? They learn and practice how to read and play music. (laughs) There's some kind of stigma in our imperfect brain That tells us, and it feels super true, that we should get something once, knock it out of the park, and never need to learn it or do it again to maintain the results we want to have. It is so stinking frustrating. (laughs) But this is where self-esteem steps in, is we can see that imperfect brain offering all of that garbage that just makes you feel like crap and instead approach it completely differently. So you can see your mind going in that direction and instead pause and redirect and be like, no, of course I need to maintain this skill. Of course I need to keep reading and learning and playing in order to play the piano. It is the same with choosing your thoughts and mindset and feeling your feelings. Our brain wants to tell us like, oh, you should just always have a managed mind and always choose your thoughts perfectly. And you should always feel calm and confident always. And you should just know how to do this without any training whatsoever. And that's why when you feel anything outside of positive emotion or you don't feel calm, maybe you feel inadequate or down, maybe you feel upset, reactive, mad, whatever, we beat ourselves up for this. So it really comes down to the willingness to feel vulnerable and still move forward with what you want to do. Feeling vulnerable and still taking the action. And that's really courage. So vulnerable plus courage. And when you do that, it really builds your strength. So I'll give you the perfect example. Student reaches out to me and they say, listen, I think I'm doing pretty well, but I would really like to be myself. I find that it's challenging for me to do that. Sometimes I get nervous and a little sweaty about it, but I really know that I would benefit from this work. You know what I see? Courage. What she feels from what she tells me is that she feels weak and inadequate, but I see the strength in that. And so one of the first things we do is I just help her see that as well, right from the get-go. So when you're being vulnerable, there can be a fear that asking for help makes you look weak, but that is a strength, my friend. Think of the difference, feeling vulnerable, not asking for the help you need, feeling vulnerable, asking for the help you need. Which direction would you choose to go if you knew you would get the help you need by asking? 
So that's what I love to offer my students. It's like, hey, I'm vulnerable as well. I have the same thoughts and feelings as well. And your experience doesn't have to look like mine. But what I can tell you for sure is that you are going to learn how to approach your thoughts and feelings completely differently. You are going to feel like a brand new person, even though what we're really doing is just helping you be yourself. A student shared with me recently that you know, self-esteem helps you see the woman that you already are and be her. And I thought, wow, that is a beautiful description of what self-esteem does. So if you feel vulnerable, you will rock in this program. And when you are yourself, you connect with the most supportive group of friends, the most supportive group of people, because you are being yourself and you're going to draw with others that are being yourself. Ultimately, when we feel vulnerable and we ask for help, we want to be acknowledged, seen, and heard. And when that doesn't happen, it can feel like maybe if someone doesn't care about us, and then if they don't care about us, maybe we're not likable or worth being cared for. And this is where your brain will take you in a direction that does not benefit you. It doesn't benefit the people you love, and you can stop it right there. You can pause it right there. So what does it look like? What does it mean to be seen and heard? I want you to really pause right now and really think about how you would define that. What does it mean to you to be seen and heard? Some of the feedback I got when I did a poll on this was seen and heard looks like being noticed. Someone saying something to you, that you're being okay, that you're appreciated, and that if you need something, you're not bothering someone by asking. It's like validation or being understood, having empathy shown towards you when you're sharing something very personal. That is a blend from all the pose. And I got to tell you, I love it all. (laughs) So the beauty of that is knowing why you want to be seen and heard after that, right? Like, why are those things important to you? Number one, I can tell you is because it's part of being a human. (laughs) We are literally designed not to be loners, but to be a part of a community, and share in a community. But when I ask that question, why is it important to you to be seen and heard, that's going to be very telling and help you to be able to notice any triggers that may make you feel like you are not being seen and heard. So we go a lot deeper into this inside the self-esteem school to get on the specifics, but here is just an example. If you are feeling emotional and you want to get help because you want to turn those feelings around, If you express that to someone who you believe is not listening to you, hearing you, interrupting you, or getting you, you may turn on yourself. You may get frustrated with them and then stop asking for help. So this is the beautiful thing is you can be seen and heard also by your own self. So looking at that list and being like, oh, I can acknowledge that how I currently feel makes sense. I can acknowledge that currently how I'm thinking and feeling makes sense and doesn't mean I'm a bad person. So if it feels like kind of logical, but not really knowing how to do it, we bridge that gap in the self-esteem school. So this is your new habit. When you don't feel seen and heard, or you're feeling the pressure to feel seen and heard and questioning yourself, you can pause that 
and turn it around. If that is something that is desirable to you, and I'm guessing if you're here, it is, schedule a consultation for the Self-Esteem School. Enrollment is open right now, and it closes on Friday, the 12th, 2023. This is the perfect time to get the consultation, and on the consultation, we will talk about specifically what it means to be seen and heard for you why that's important and how to be able to develop that skill for yourself. Because really, when you think about when you are not yourself, what do you stop doing? Do you stop hanging out with friends? Do you stop being the beautiful cheese ball you are? Do you stop sharing openly in conversations? Do you stop doing the workouts you love? Do you stop eating healthy? What is the answer for you? Bring that to the consultation. And then I'll show you how we'll work together. I'll show you how we'll turn that around so you can get the confidence to keep doing that. So go to theselfesteemschool.com. That's T-H-E, selfesteemschool.com. And click on schedule a consultation. You'll see it right at the top of the page to get self-esteem now. It has been my pleasure to have this conversation with you and join you on this podcast today. And it is my hope that if this resonates with you, that you step one, schedule a consultation now so we can turn this around and you can finally be yourself. I love you so much. Have the absolute best week and I'll see you next time.